1: Diversion Podcasts.
4: So this is all I ever wanted. Uh, when I first came to high school, I knew I was a pretty good player. Uh, I just gonna work hard, try to accomplish all the individual goals. But I we went for twenty. Say, hey man, I hate you. There's no way in hell I want to go through this again. And the next year we improve. The year after we improved. And throughout the whole time I could just remember saying, man, I want to stay championship. I want to be known as the best. Not only as the best player, I want to be known as the guy who's playing on the best team. And that meant so much to me, you know? I just wanted to prove everybody that I can carry the team for state championship.
5: In the weeks just before his final season of high school basketball began, Kobe Bryant would wake up each morning before dawn. It would still be dark and chilly outside when he'd hop into his SUV and drive himself the two and a quarter miles from his house to Lower Marion High School. He got there before the principal, before the teachers, before the other students. He'd park in a prized spot near the entrance to one of the school's gymnasiums. A janitor would let him into the building. For an hour before his first class of the day, Kobe would shoot and work on his footwork and his handle and dunk for an hour. Sometimes on his way to school, Kobe would stop and pick up Robbie Schwartz, one of his teammates. Robbie wasn't one of the lower Marion Aces star players. He was a year younger than Kobe, 5'7", a guy who was just happy to be on the roster and along for the ride. And he was happy as hell to join Kobe for a few of those early morning workouts. Robbie still lives in the Philly area. He's not a short, stumpy kid anymore. He's a personal trainer, really got into weightlifting. And when it comes to this podcast and my book, the best part about Robbie was that he remembered a ton of details about his time in high school with Kobe. And he loved to talk about it. I called him up one day to do just that. Here's Robbie.
6: On the team was a practice player. Like mm. I was, I was the last guy on the bench. Like I had to fight to get on the team. I had to fight to stay on the team. And so I would do anything to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in the back of my mind, I always sort of knew he was something bigger than what was going on just in high school, and I always wanted to be around it. I mean, I, I can tell you that, honestly, because sure. it's the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, well, dude, it's not a coincidence I'm in all of these pictures that are all over the place. Right. Like, I, 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 I think in my mind, I was like, I gotta get in this picture.
5: <laughs> I asked Robbie what those early mornings at Lower Merion with Kobe were like. Cool. Just the two of them playing She's ball in the there, gym okay. together. And
6: I remember, I, I remember a couple of things about those mornings. Number one, uh, I've never been so cold. I am not, I don't do well in the cold <laughs> as is. It was so cold in that gym, the janitor opened it up for us. It took five minutes for lights to come on, about a half hour for the heat to come on. I was I'm like literally freezing. And I remember thinking like, you know, I wonder what we're going to do. Like in my mind, I had all of these thoughts of like, we're gonna develop this great chemistry and like, you know, uh-huh. somehow it would lead to me playing more and we're playing at, at all. And I just ended up rebounding for him for an hour. <laughs> and I never said anything. Cause I was like, I, I was so, like, you know, he's my teammate. He, he's a year older than me, but like there was, I, I look, I, I, I was a very small person in high school uh-huh. and, I, and I was not going to speak out of turn. And again, like I just wanted to be a part of whatever his journey right. was. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'll rebound for him for a couple of minutes. We'll do some drills. And then it just was like an hour of me <laughs> rebounding for him. <laughs> After he passed away, like people would, uh, it was such a weird time where I was getting all these phone calls from people I haven't talked to in a long time. And, they would have done anything to have been in my position right. just to re you know what i mean yep. it's like you don't think like i i didn't think about it like that at the time but now i have such a i have such a high level of appreciation for every single second that was spent wow. with wow. with him and spent with the team like the, that was just like the best year ever like every moment the bus rides pregame postgame practices just it, it like you you know i mean being our age i would kill to go back and do any one of those activities
5: I don't think there's a single member of that high school team who would disagree with Robbie. They would all look back at that time of their lives and see it with a kind of golden hue, and I think Kobe would too. Of all the subplots of his early life, there's one in particular that when I talk to people about Kobe, always seem to get overlooked or ignored, and it shouldn't be. It's not that the other aspects of Kobe's adolescence aren't fascinating, As I've talked about on Episode 2, his time in Italy shaped him, and those infamous pickup games with the Sixers in the summer of 1995 proved to him beyond any doubt that he could and should turn pro right out of high school. But to me, the most dramatic storyline of that period doesn't have anything to do with the NBA or Jerry Stackhouse or Kobe's appreciation for different cultures or any of those things. It has to do with the community in which he grew up, the pressure that a young athlete feels to perform, and the joy that accompanies the achievement of a goal you've been chasing for years.
6: With senior superstar Kobe Bryant aboard for the 1995-96 season, the lower marine coaching staff knew that there would be no team in the area that would attract more attention than the aces. The pressure would be high from the start, and so would the expectations.
5: To me, The most important Kobe Bryant story of that time is the story of the 1995 1996 season of the Lower Marion Aces. I'm Mike Sealski, and from Diversion Podcasts, this is I Am Kobe.
7: Self. Got great no, we ain't Tell them game time.
5: Episode 7. The Mind of a Champion. There wasn't a whole lot of drama for most of Kobe's senior season at Lower Merion. After that crushing loss in Myrtle Beach I told you about in the last episode and Greg Downer's speech chewing out the entire team, the Aces were so inspired and so together that they started rolling and seemed like they couldn't be stopped. They won their final 16 regular season games, and they won them by an average of more than 20 points a game. Kobe's numbers were just nuts. Here were his point totals in one five-game stretch. 44, 32, 50, 32, and 40. Then, in the second game of the district playoffs, Lower Marion faced Academy Park High School. Academy Park didn't have the Aces' overall talent, but it was a tough team. Its players weren't going to be intimidated by Kobe, but he was ready for them. He talked to Jeremy Treatment about that game and his preparation yeah, that that. for
8: it. Then, next practice, I was taking a lot of jump shots, getting ready for the Academy Park game, because I knew that I was going to be a tough challenge for us, especially if we didn't come ready to play. I came to school early 6 o'clock, uh, shooting c- consistently, working on my jump shot, trying to find a groove. And when we came out for the Academy Park game, I just knew I just had to take over early to send a message saying that, hey, we're ready to play. And if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to play a perfect game. And I, I really didn't, didn't expect to hit seven three-pointers. I was in a groove, and I just kept running for the three-point line, and I started hitting them. And I remember when I was shooting around. So uh, The academy part came in Never saying things like F Cody Bryant He didn't any shit Saying all this other stuff And I uh, I kind of listened to it But it went in my memory bank When I came on the court I was ready to play I did a lot of
5: Ready would be an understatement he, he hit those seven three-pointers And matched his career high With 50 points Lower Marion won 95-68. The Aces' next game against Norristown was a different story. It was a struggle for the Aces and for Kobe. Norristown was exactly the kind of team that was built to give him trouble. Lots of tall, quick, athletic wing players who could harass him. And they did. Kobe was whipsawed by two emotions after the game. Joy and annoyance. Joy because Lower Marion won 60-55 which meant the Aces were heading back to the Palestra for the district semifinals. Kobe was so joyful, in fact, that he couldn't contain his emotions.
8: But after the game in the locker room, I was crying because the road to the Palestra seemed a little cloudy at the beginning of the year. I, I had no clue what to expect. At the beginning of the year, our chemistry wasn't there. And me and Jermaine both were just like, God, I, I wish we had Evan, I wish we had God. But to see them come through the way they did, just like one of the best friends in the world to know that we were going to get back to the Pulaski
5: but then there was the annoyance or maybe something more than that because he had his worst game of the season he scored only 20 points he missed 19 of his 24 shots and he pictured those Norristown kids strutting around full of themselves well we may have lost but at least we played awesome defense on the great Kobe Bryant yeah he hated that thought.
8: Shooting out, it was kind of aggravating because I didn't want Northtown to think that they helped me because they didn't. It was me and I was just missing. I didn't want them to think that, yeah, we shut down Kobe Bryant. When the state tournament started, I wanted them to win and keep winning so we could play him again. I can give them 50 or 60 or something like that just to show them, hey, you didn't do what I did. It.
5: Yes, it had to be that Kobe had a bad game. Not that the Norristown players were capable of guarding him well enough to shut him down. In his mind, with his ego, there were no high school players who were capable of shutting him down. It was like he couldn't conceive of such a thing. It also sounded like Kobe was looking ahead a little bit there, anticipating a rematch in the state tournament with Norristown before he and the Aces had actually finished the district tournament. So much for the cliche, take them one game at a time. But actually... There was no way Kobe was going to look past either of the teams that Lower Merion ended up playing in the District Final Four. These were the sorts of games that Kobe always loved, whether he was playing for the Lower Merion Aces or the Los Angeles Lakers. In the NBA, they were the games against the league's best teams and best players. Tim Duncan and the San Antonio Spurs, Allen Iverson and the Sixers, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen and the Celtics. And the district semifinal game against Coatesville marked Kobe's third game against one of his earliest NBA rivals.
9: Hamilton, final seconds, hand in his face. Oh, he banks it in at the
10: buzzer. A two-pointer. Hamilton just chucked it up there. They get it to Hamilton. He gets a clean look and buries it.
5: If it weren't for Kobe. Richard Rip Hamilton would have been considered the best player in the Philadelphia area in 1996. He was thin as a blade, quick as hell, able to shoot off the dribble or get to the basket against anybody. He was heading off to play for Hall of Fame coach Jim Calhoun at the University of Connecticut, where he'd lead the Huskies to victory in the 1999 National Championship game. Here's a clip of him hitting a buzzer beater during that NCAA tournament.
9: Seconds remaining. Bellarmine
0: off the oh. box goal. He was flushed. The shot wouldn't drop. Hamilton. No. Another two. No. Hamilton. Off the back. And he wins. Yes.
5: During his junior season, Kobe had played against Rip and Coatesville twice and had beaten them twice, once on a buzzer beater in a great game at Coatesville, one in the district semis. Now was the rematch, and Kobe knew the game would define their uh, rival. Um,
8: I was excited because it was a personal personal duel type thing with Richard Hamilton. Like a lot of people were saying how uh, he could compete with me and he can give me some work. When people say that, I just kind of laugh and smile. But think in the back of my mind, man, I, I can kill this guy. If he had a big game, then we could possibly lose. But I also knew that I could have a big game.
5: Eight years later, in 2004, Rip would finally get the better of Kobe when his Detroit Pistons wiped out the Lakers in five games in the NBA Finals. Rip even outplayed Kobe for most of that series. But not this night back in 1996, not at the Palestra. Kobe scored 29 points and led a fourth quarter comeback and the Aces won 70 to 65. The two of them talked after the game and the vibe you get from Kobe is obvious. He likes Rip. He's friends with Rip. He wishes the best for Rip. But he also wants to kick yeah, Rip's to,
8: ass. Like, uh, you know, it's a shame that one of us always have to lose. I was like, yeah, oh, I know. Close, yeah. And uh, he said, uh, how come every time I play, you always see me lose? I just kind of laughed. I said, well, I have no clue. <laughs> I guess I'm more competitive, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I just do whatever it takes to win. Do you have empathy for
6: him? Do you feel bad for him personally?
8: Uh, yeah. I kind of wish he was in the other bracket so he could, he could play and uh, get to the district championship. I know that's what he wanted the most. But if he would have been in another bracket, I and mean, we're in another bracket, we're going to meet in the championship anyway. Somebody has to take it, and it might as well be me.
5: The win over Coatesville and Rip Hamilton set up another rematch for the Aces, this time for the district championship, and one more time against their nemesis, the Chester Clippers, the defending champs the team that had destroyed Lower Marion by 27 points the year before. That loss remained a bitter memory and had become a motivating factor for Kobe and the entire Lower Marion program. For Kobe, for all of Lower Marion's coaches and players, for anyone who paid attention to high school basketball, beating Chester would mean that the Aces mattered, that they had earned their championship by knocking off the district juggernaut, Greg Downer even had warm-up shirts made up with the number 27 on them to remind everyone on the team that they had lost by 27 points the last time they played Chester. This time though, Kobe's teammates entered the game with just as much confidence as he had. Here's Emery Dabney, who is the ace's starting point guard.
11: So we had been building up this big rivalry for years and it's funny because it it lasts to this day with Chester. So they were kind of like, you know, Chester kids, kind of intimidating. And um, it was kind of like, uh, we're sick, we don't care who they, where they're from, we don't care. And at that time, when I had gotten there, they were just sick of them. We didn't care how, where they were from, we didn't care the Chester talk, whatever. It that meant, that meant nothing to us.
5: It meant a um, lot to everyone else though. Kobe spent the days before the game reading through the local newspapers, searching for motivation, and he found some in a quote from Chester's head coach, Fred Pickett.
8: I knew that everybody was pumping it up. I <laughs> in the daily, was it the Daily News, I had Kobe with his clips. Now, I was, I was funny. I me, but it was a total insult to my team yeah. because they didn't even mention them. And I kind of, I kind of took that to heart. I know my teammates did, but the whole week was great. Uh, a lot of people come up to me saying, do oh, you think you're ready for Chester? Do you think you guys can beat them? I think they're better than you. And a lot of trash talking been going on, especially from from them in the paper. But I really didn't expect the coach to come out and say what he said. He, I mean, he actually, when people say, what are you going to do about Kobe Bryant? They'll say, well, we're going to try to contain him and, you know, things like that. But <laughs> Mr. Pickett just came out and said, we're going to shut him down, Period.
0: When did you say that, the
8: day before or I, I said, uh, I saw when it when it came out. I'm not sure when it, when it came out, but I think it was a couple days before the game. I just kind of looked at it. I was like, a shot. Why would you give me something like that to, to look forward to, you know?
5: For the first half of the game, it looked like Pickett was right. The Clippers led by eight points at the break, just like they had the year before, when they blew Lower Marion out of the building. But Greg Downer made a couple of coaching adjustments at halftime. And Kobe got going offensively. He sparked a 14 1 run that put the Aces in front. And even as a youngster, the Mamba wasn't above taunting his opponents in a big game.
8: But the one guy, I, I think he's number 21, I think. Some light skinned kid. He came in the game and he, I think his coach put him on me, put him on me just to provoke me or something. As soon as he checked in the game, he ran right to me and started talking all this trash. Yeah, Cole. Yeah, you a punk. You a punk. I will shut you down. I said, all this stuff. I'm just looking at him, I just smiled and said, man, I'm 110% unguardable. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was so funny, because he just looked at me like, yeah, right, you ain't, you ain't shit and all this other stuff. Yeah, I started killing him, man. I, I drew like three fouls on him. And uh, like the next second you just heard, uh, uh, he was going out the game. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't come back in the rest of the game. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, what's-
5: Lower Marion won the game and the district championship comfortably, 60 to 53. And Kobe's stat line was just insane. 34 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, and nine blocked shots.
8: It it was great, because nobody expected us to win. we were the underdogs. I wasn't going to get a championship. And to finally get a championship, it just felt felt really, really good, because that proved everybody wrong. When, that's like one of the best feelings ever. Somebody said you can't do something,
5: then you do it. I'm not sure it's right to say that no one expected Lower Marion to win. I mean, the Aces were seeded third in the district, and they had the best player in the freaking country. But there was a caveat to that championship. A reason for Kobe and the Aces to be a little reserved in how much they celebrated it. Lower Marion still had the state tournament to play. It wasn't enough for Kobe and his teammates just to win a district championship. Remember what he said in the tape I played at the beginning of this episode.
4: Throughout the whole time, I could remember saying, man, I want a state championship. I want to be known as the best. I want to the best player. I want to be known as the best player who's playing on the best team. that meant so
5: much to me. I want to be known as the best player on the best team. He and the rest of the Aces wanted a state title, too. They needed a state title. And it was still possible Maybe even likely that they would have to play Chester again and have to beat Chester again to win that state title. And if they couldn't do that, if they lost their final game that season, if Kobe lost the final game of his high school career, he would consider himself a failure.
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
10: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year. Equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined.
5: Hey, this is Mike Sealski, host and writer of I Am Kobe. This podcast project came out of my work on a related book called The Rise, Kobe Bryant and the Pursuit of Immortality. If you want to explore other parts of Kobe's story, check out The Rise. It's not just a book version of the podcast. I dive deeper into some of the topics covered in this series and even some that we don't cover at all. Kobe's upbringing, his family, his identity, his effect on his friends and teammates, his journey into the NBA, and his earliest days with the Lakers. The Rise, Kobe Bryant and the Pursuit of Immortality is out now. Just head over to theriseofkobebook.com, and you can buy it from any of your favorite retailers. That's theriseofkobebook.com. Thanks. So now the Aces are in the state tournament. They coasted through their first three games, which were so one-sided that they were boring. In fact, the most interesting thing about them was the hoopla that surrounded Kobe. People around the country knew who he was now. They'd heard about it, read about it, and wanted to see it. They packed every gym he was in. Here's a good example of how crazy it got. In the second round, Lower Merion played Scranton High School. Scranton was happy just to be in the second round of the tournament. They'd beaten a higher-seeded team in the first round, but even they didn't expect themselves to hang with the likes of Lower Marion or Chester. During one of his interviews with Jeremy Treatment, Kobe talked about how he approached such an opponent.
4: Before I even got on the bus, I kind of thought that this team might be easily intimidated simply because they came off a big upset. and uh, I knew that they were going to be very excited about that. Then come in and face face a team like us. I knew that they could be intimidated. Plus, they were very young. And when I walked in the gym, and this guy from around the way gave me a nice little article. And uh, I had this star player talking about how he dreamed about the day that he could guard me and come out and play against me and things like that.
3: And
4: he said, it's just a dream come true. And he said, well, I really look up to him. I know I can't stop him. Just little things like that. And I said, oh, my God, I got you. (laughs) I said, I said, man, it's like a shark when he smells blood in the water. He's going to go after him. He's going to attack him. I knew that he was that intimidated and looked up to me like that. I knew he was open. I just went after him. So did, so did my whole entire team because so they knew that they were going to be
5: intimidated. That's an understatement. The Aces scored the first 22 points of the game. Kobe threw down a few dunks and blocked a few shots. It was complete domination. The final score was 79-39. But that wasn't the strange part. This was the strange part. After the game, every single Scranton player lined up on the court, and asked Kobe for his autograph.
4: Yeah, it was pretty cool. It shows that uh, on the court, you compete all you want, but off the court, it's life at the basketball. And, um, but it, was, it felt kind of weird at first. <laughs> My God, we just had blow y'all out. We just had to do nothing on y'all. We were supposed to be upset. Right. After they're smiling, it's not an autograph. But yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed
5: it. Does that sound like a high school basketball player to you? To me, it sounds like a polished performer who's already accustomed to dealing with the public, an actor, a talk show host, a professional athlete. It sounds like Kobe at 27 or 37. It doesn't sound like a 17-year-old kid, which is what Kobe was. Just like they expected, Kobe and his teammates got their rematch with Chester in the state semifinals at the Palestra. The day before that game, they were having a lousy, sluggish practice. Greg Downer was ticked. So was Kobe. He figured if anybody could light a fire under the team, he could.
4: We're just kind of going through the motions. Uh, yeah. Shooting jump shots, not concentrating, uh, not running through screens hard, not setting that man up. Uh, you can tell that Coach down was getting a little aggravated, and I was getting aggravated too. And, uh, I tried to pump this team up, get this team going. We started getting going after a while, and uh, we were doing a drill. I was being the ball up against Leo,
5: The Leo Kobe was referring to there was Leo Stacy, one of the shortest kids on the team, one of the last kids on the bench.
4: I tried to pull back and cross over, and he reached in, And his head came in with his hand. His hand bumped me. His head bumped me right on my nose. And uh, at first I thought it was just a bruise. Now you get bumped on your nose until your eyes start watering.
8: uh,
4: Oh, well, I bumped my nose, get up, start playing some more. I bumped my nose. I go to my head up, all this blood started coming out. I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is going on in here? I never broke my nose before. All the blood just started gushing. I just laid on the floor and I just dreamed to myself, God man, I-, I hope I can play the next game. <laughs>
5: Let's take a moment and understand what happened here. The day before the biggest game of his team's season, the biggest game of his life to this point, Kobe Bryant collided with a teammate and broke his nose. Consider the panic that must have run through every coach and every player on the team. And consider the pressure that those coaches and players already felt before Kobe got hurt. Greg Downer, the team's head coach, was definitely feeling. I
12: mean, you know, I, I don't know what people's exterior uh, expectations were, but, you know, I, I knew that we wanted to, to go out with a gold medal, and, you know, I knew that's what the kids wanted, that's what Kobe wanted, um, and, and the, the, there's two pressures. There, there's the pressure of trying to figure out, which i spent my whole career doing, how to get through very difficult Chester teams, and, uh, you know, the the, the pressure of, Kind of leading Kobe Bryant, so it was kind of like a a mix of those two pressures. And I mean, I I think I I think I handled it okay. And you know, in in retrospect, um, I'm probably glad there wasn't the craziness of of the internet and and social media, and that would have just put another magnifying uh, layer on this, probably similar to the um, to the career that, that you saw LeBron James have.
5: That practice was the only one that Mike Egan missed over the two uh, years that he coached event. Kobe at Lower Merion. Uh, he was I in called, Dallas on a business uh, trip. He called Downer for an update, and, to and Downer told and him about to Kobe's break injury.
13: Break. It was supposed to be a fairly light, um, easy, one-hour workout, almost a you know step above a walkthrough to get ready for Chester. And um, he told me that Leo Stacey broke Kobe's nose. And I, I just said, what? <laughs> Three times, I think I said, what? Leo Stacy was the smallest guy on the team to broke his nose. when I hear it broke his nose, I feel like they got in a fight or something.
5: But if Egan thought Kobe's injury might ruin the Aces season, he also missed the sign that should have told everyone in the Lower Marion program that they had nothing to worry about. Kobe was still standing at midcourt, and the trainer told him that he had to leave practice to get checked out. Jeremy Treaton was standing there next to Kobe, and what happened next is a story that still gets told among Kobe's coaches and teammates. It's almost like a myth, except it's true. Kobe was holding a towel to his face with his right hand. He said... Ball. Someone bounced past a basketball to He caught it and held it with his left hand. Then he turned to treat but, uh, I know I got up.
4: Remember the first thing he said? Yeah, I, I bet you I can make this shot. My left hand. Yeah, I told the treatment. I had a towel in my right hand. I hold holding no blood. And it was coming down on my nose. And I told the I said, I bet you fired out of me before he shot with my left hand. And Ball, shot it.
5: Wow. One-handed, out left-handed, from half court, with a broken shoot. nose, Kobe swished the shot.
4: You still can I never, I never doubted you. I said, uh, I never said you're wrong. It's cool, it's cool. Uh, it's cool. I knew it was coming. <laughs> but I, I wanted to get out there and practice some more. Uh, I wanted to shoot. My jump shot hadn't been falling. I wanted to get out there and work on my game a little bit, but my son wouldn't let me, Coach, you wouldn't let me. So I, I was kind of upset the whole night. I, I couldn't work on my game. But uh, <laughs> I had to get a mask. Oh man, this kid's like Bob nothing. <laughs> Weighs about 100 and nothing pounds. Uh, but he has tremendous heart. But he's just like the littlest kid on the team. And for him to break my nose it just sounds so funny. People see me school, oh,
5: cool the shot was amazing, but it didn't change the fact that Kobe's nose was still broken. The thinking was that he would have to wear a mask during the game against Chester to protect his face. But Mike Egan told me that presented its own set of potential problems. By wearing a mask, Kobe would be telegraphing that he was hurt, that he wasn't a at 100%. Um,
13: and then we talked about, you know, how dangerous that could be against, um, you know, a team like like Chester because they smell blood in the water. That, you know, they're coming after you. Not that they would be dirty about it, but it's just, you know, psychologically, it would make us look weak. So
5: Kobe had a solution to that conundrum. In the locker room before the game. He took off the mask and chucked it against a wall. You know, again, he would was, play without um,
13: it. I think he didn't want to give up any edge. He was such an advanced kid uh, psychologically, but uh, he didn't wear it. They never knew about it. We
6: present the Eastern Broad Final featuring the
5: Chester High School Clippers. The palestra was packed. Nearly 9,000 people were there to see the best high school basketball player in Pennsylvania against what most people believe was the best high school basketball program in Pennsylvania. And the game lived up to its billing as the most anticipated of the year. Tight most of the way, Chester up by two at halftime, Lower Marion taking a late lead, Chester coming back to tie it at the end of regulation. Back and forth, back and forth. It was as good as basketball gets at any level. The game went to overtime, and Kobe went to another level. He finished with 39 points, scoring 20 of them in the fourth quarter and the extra five minutes of play. With Lower Marion up by seven in the closing seconds, he dribbled from one end of the court to the other, through all five Chester players, and hammered down a tomahawk dunk as he was fouled. Greg Downer called it the defining moment of Kobe's high school career, and in the entire history of Lower Marion's program. Robbie Schwartz watched it from the bench, and marveled at his friend and teammate.
6: When he went coast to coast and dunked and got fouled. It was like an eruption. I mean like the, the, the sound. Like those sounds I can, I can close my eyes. And I can feel the, the energy in the palestra
5: 25 years. And Robbie still hangs on to that memory. He can still see it crystal clear in his mind. That was the effect that Kobe had on his teammates.
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
11: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs?
10: I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let like. say
11: you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good.
10: His is magical. I don't even
11: know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
13: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
3: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
13: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
5: Kobe and the Aces now viewed a state championship as their destiny. They thought they were unstoppable, and they said so. The game would be held in Hershey, the same small city, the same arena even, where Wilt Chamberlain had once cemented his basketball legend by scoring 100 points in a game for the Philadelphia Warriors. Kobe stood up at a pep rally and all but guaranteed that the Aces would come home with the trophy. The task wasn't going to be quite that simple, though. Lower Marion had to play Erie Cathedral Prep from the northwest side of Pennsylvania, Erie Prep was a strong, sound team with a good tradition. And it was unlike any team Kobe and the Aces had faced that season. Here's Mike Egan.
13: We played Erie Cathedral. Um, That was the first team we played that had uh, like an old-school type of um, basketball program where they um, played great defense, they moved the ball on offense, they didn't do what we wanted them to do offensively. Big part of of our system at Loamarian was trying to speed up. We had an athletic team with with a great shot blocker and Kobe, you know, under the basket. We wanted to speed teams up, force them to a side, you know, make them do something more quickly than they wanted to. And they were the first team that didn't do what we wanted them to do. Just a really well coached, good team. And I think um, just that slowness kind of of the game, not. Um, It's like in a boxing match where one guy wants to dictate the pace and the other boxer won't let him. Uh, They wouldn't let us dictate the pace and we weren't used to that. Cathedral Prep meets Lower Marion
10: in the state quad A final. The Ramblers are making their third appearance in Hershey in the past four years. Lower Marion features 6'6'' senior Kobe Bryant, considered by many to be the nation's top high school player. It's East versus West. One team will leave Chocolate Town
5: with the title, and you'll see... Erie Prep got out to a 7 nothing lead in the game, and Kobe and the Aces had a bigger problem than the game's pace. The basketball was incredibly slippery. Kobe had trouble gripping it, dribbling it, shooting it. He didn't score a single point in the first quarter.
4: The ball is so, so slippery. I mean, it really was ridiculous. The ball is a little bit slippery. Uh, okay, you deal with it. Play. The star that we play is live. And we dad, myself, Omar, and Jermaine. We handle the ball. We like going between our legs, coming around our back, and doing little things like that, crossing over and pulling up on the dime. Now, it's very hard to do that with a slippery ball like that. Those guys, all they do is pound the ball, pound the ball, pass, pound, pound, pass, getting a lot right of the for set three point shots. So, slippery ball isn't going to be a factor. For us, he played a big back. We were all slipping everywhere. And I was very, very pissed off. Very pissed off. Which was good to pick the game ball. I told the referee, he knew he was slipping He said, oh, I'll wipe it off any the top. I referee. Oh, I feel it. It's slipping. Tell us, I can't do that. He said, man, you gonna cheat? All
5: right. That's fine. So Kobe got creative. Lower Marion's trainer had a can of adhesive spray that she would apply to a player's ankle before taping him up. Kobe took the can and sprayed the stuff on his hands. He was like Spider-Man now. He could catch the ball without even closing his hands. First time he touched the ball in the second quarter, bang. He hit a turnaround jumper on the baseline. Check out this clip from WITF in Harrisburg.
9: Emory Dabney has the basketball now for Omar Hatcher. Now they find Bryant springs from the baseline. Oh, goodness. Bryant drive rope. And the ability to go right over top of you and look it in your face. Bryant practices, as we said, with the Sixers. And they said when he practiced the Sixers, there wasn't a noticeable difference in the way he played compared to the pros.
5: Still, Lower Merion trailed Erie Prep by six at halftime. The Aces' confidence was shaken a bit. So Greg Downer pulled out all the stops to try to inspire his players. Let's listen to Kobe describe what happened in the locker room. Uh,
4: at halftime, everybody's very really down because uh, of the style, the style that they were playing, was very frustrating. Cause we were pressured and we were up and in the job doing everything right, but the pressure wasn't getting through. And I remember telling the team, "Hey, man, they gonna crack. There's no way in hell that they can in our pressure for the whole, for the whole entire game. There's no way." And I knew that. The main you know, the rest of the players understood that. So when Coach Johnny came to the locker room and uh, took off his shoes and put on his sneakers and said, We're going to war out there. You got to be ready. He said, As we win this big game, I would run out on the court and I'm going to jump around and dance like a madman with my ideas on. And he did. And he did. And that he did. But that kind of sended a message. So, hey man, we're all in a championship game. Uh, how come we're playing like this? Uh, we got to step it yeah, up another yeah, notch. We knew that the third quarter is our time. Every big game, we stepped up in the third quarter. So we said, hey, we're going to do it. We got to do it now. We came out that third quarter. We went on an 11-0 run. And that was all she wrote right there. So we took it, I knew that we got up by four points. We're not going to turn back. And that's the kind of team we're
5: It wasn't really all she wrote. Erie Prep actually came back to take a two-point lead in the fourth quarter. And Kobe had to sink two late foul shots to tie the game. If he missed one or both, Lower Marion would probably have lost the game. Here's another clip from WITF of him taking and making those shots.
9: Kobe Bryant, six foot six senior, 41-39. Right hand of a one and one. Both teams are bonus the rest of the way. The shot around and drops in. <laughs> talking about a shooter's role, you get that backspin on good action. As you look at the other side the bench, Greg Downer, he has a note of concern at this point. And I believe that's his brother sitting to his left yeah, there. In Brooke. Dehydration earlier. He is back. Back from the hospital. It's good to see Bryant. Swish. High 41 again.
5: In the end, Kobe helped clinch the victory for the Aces. But what was ironic was, he didn't do it by scoring. Instead, he grabbed an important defensive rebound and threw a long pass up court to his teammate Omar Hatcher for a layup.
9: Banks drives in, 30 seconds left, left it short. Rebound battled for, still on the deck. Taken away by Kobe Bryant. Bryant into the open floor. Give it up, Omar Hatcher all the way. That may seal, it's two-possession game, but here comes Neese. 15 seconds to go. He
5: carried it over. That was it. They had done it. It had been a tough game, an ugly game, a low-scoring game. Lower Marion 48, Erie Prep 43. But it was a win just the same. They're 26th in a row. Kobe Bryant and the Lower Marion Aces were state champions. Here's a clip of the game's immediate aftermath from WITF.
9: What a tremendous game at the Hershey Park Arena. The Lower Marion fans have already unfurled a banner that says Lower Marion, 1996 state champs, and that ends a 53-year drought for Lower Marion. Their last state basketball title came in 1943, but the drought is over as Kobe Bryant and the Lower Marion Aces defeat Erie Cathedral Prep. 48-43 48-43 to, to win the Quad state title. Jed and Gary? Just saw a great poignant moment. Father Jellybean Joe Bryant, son Kobe embracing on the side. When the buzzer went off, I knew the game was
4: over. I couldn't believe it. So I turned around. I just see Coach running on the court. He's running everywhere. with his hands up in the air, number one up in the air, just going crazy. I'm like, oh, my God, we just won the state title. I remember going around, hugging my teammates, from now my dad came out of nowhere. I was going to jump in the stands, but they had all these rides there. So I couldn't get up there with my family. But I turned around and see, I know my dad was down there. I was like, oh, man. And then I gave him a nice hug, and he was like, man, I probably did it. finally did Cause He knew that's all I ever wanted to do. So.
5: Mike Egan watched Kobe and Joe share that hug. He told me it seemed to last a full minute. That it seemed like man. they'd never they let each place other place go. Um,
13: where they had such an incredible bond and they'd been through so much together. You know, the other time they spent in Italy, the whole journey here, helping Kobe get to this level and to win a state championship, which is the you know the ultimate for a high school basketball player. Uh, it was just a great great moment there. I remember Kobe giving me a hug and embracing me and saying. You know, he just kept saying thank you. He was such an amazing guy in the sense that he, he realized like you can get individual greatness um, on your own but it's not nearly as fun or rewarding and it's impossible to get team greatness without contributions from a lot of different people. So his graciousness and his thankfulness to me and I'm sure all the other teammates and coaches was, was really something, something cool from him.
5: Kobe Bryant's four years at Lower Merion High School marked the start of a new era for the school's basketball program. The sport had been an afterthought at the school before he got there. It has been a point of pride ever since. In the 25 years since Kobe left, the Aces have had just two losing seasons, and they've won two more state championships. Greg Downer likes to say that Kobe taught them all how to win, that he established a standard that every coach and player has been trying to match ever since. The one thing that the Aces hadn't done since Kobe graduated, though, was win another district championship. Not until bad, this year, uh, this 2021. One year Kobe after his and, death, 25 um, years after
12: well, Kobe had won his. Yeah. 20 25 years. And there were some neat things about it, you know. The, the, due to COVID, the district final was in our gym, which is very unusual. Um, but it, it was good, and I think, um, you know, coming off of Kobe's passing, you know, for us to get ourselves together and play good basketball and have that connection with his ball club is good. And I said to the kids, like, you look around this gym, like, it's, it's, it must be very difficult, daunting to, to say to yourself, like, how do, how do you get up onto this wall? Like as a player, like you know, do you have to score a thousand points? Do you have to be a state champion? Do you have to be a district champion? And we told the kids, like, if you win that district championship, like you're you're going up onto the wall, and that's kind of becoming a, a very special thing to to get yourself up onto that wall, which is just you know flooded with amazing players and iconic memories.
5: Kobe Bryant was that wall's first brick. That's true as a metaphor, and that's true in reality. He helped fund its construction. It's called Kobe Bryant Gymnasium. His name will be on it forever and connected to Lower Merion forever. That's his basketball legacy at his high school. That was the public side of Kobe as a young man. He was starting to become a celebrity, and he was starting to learn how to handle the fame that would only grow as his career progressed. In the next episode, I'll explore that side of Kobe Bryant, the young man thrust into extremely rarefied circumstances, the kind that can change a person forever, for the better and sometimes for the worse, a side of Kobe that only so many people got to see.
8: And all the classmates who were there bad-mouthing the whole thing, we get in there, they're like, oh, can we have a picture with y'all? You know, can we get close? Can we talk to y'all? And I'm
4: like, get up out of my face, man. (laughs) Nah, it was my I I don't know, I don't know, jealous, I guess.
5: That's next week on I Am Kobe. I Am Kobe is a production of Diversion Podcasts in association with iHeartRadio. This season is written and hosted by me, Mike Sealskin. It's produced by Jacob Bronstein and directed by Mark Francis. Story editing by Jacob Bronstein with editorial direction from Scott Waxman. Editing, mixing, and sound design by Mark Francis. Stephen Tompkins is our production assistant. Our theme music is Create Yourself by Grover Brown featuring Justin Starling find Create Yourself wherever you stream music. Music supervisor is Scott Velasquez for Freesan Sync. Executive producers are Mark Francis and Scott Waxman. Join the conversation about I Am Kobe on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Diversion Pods. Thanks to Oren Rosenbaum, Susan Canavan, and Jeremy Treatment.
7: Hey. love I rise before the sun. They don't understand when I say the grind is fun. Never clock out, even when my work is done. If they tryna block me, I might hurt someone. Through the blood, sweat, and tears, we persevere. Stay killing it, better keep the Hershey's near. If they don't believe in themselves, they revert to fear. Now the champ is here, so I'm telling them, that's my ambition. The reason why my work's so damn different. To the negatives, I can listen. See me at the top, you can't listen. I'ma mold the clay like cash is See, I pay my dues plus taxes Gotta work ethic and grind ahead of his time If someone say that they made you Tell them you create yourself On the bench you finna watch Us ball It's about that time You gotta stay clocked in Brick by brick We create ourselves Watch me Watch me Create myself Track Time's up Create yourself Nice, go hard, create yourself, gotta learn from the great minds, no we ain't lying, tell them that it's game time, this talent wasn't given, it was made, the future anytime I could change, better tell them that I made it back home, as I walk through the halls of the fame, I came from the valley of the shadow of death, waiting for a silver spoon, don't hold your breath, same town, same dream, but I did it with less, I know who I'm meant to be, so there's nothing to guess, yeah, there's nothing to guess. It's our time, tell them we up next We don't got any regrets I did it with my two hands and we never forget That's my ambition The reason why my work's so damn Different to the negatives I can Listen, see me at the top, you can Listen, for real Rebuild, reshape Give me your all, you got to risk take Do it now and I'm saying why wait if someone say that they made you Tell them you create yourself Bom, the best you finna watch Us bar it's about that time, you gotta stay clocked in, break by break, we create ourselves, watch me, watch me, create myself, clock, time's up, create yourself, lay nice, go hard, create yourself, gotta learn from the great minds, no we ain't lying, tell them that it's